Hi, um, this is Being Perfectly Imperfect, um, doing an interview with um, Ruth Hobbs. So my first question for Ruth is, who is Ruth Hobbs? That's a very good question. Thank you. Um, it's quite a complex one. Um, and I would say that Ruth, that's me, <laughs> is, a, is um, absolutely passionate about property. I have been, I came out the womb looking at property, literally. Um, I have made it my business to know about property. Um, and I would say property is central to my life through my business, through my businesses, etc. Um, and I talk about property a lot <laughs> whenever I can <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, um, I do you want to know a little bit about my journey today? Yeah, yeah, Is that good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I started buying property in 1999 in London. I bought a flat. It cost me 70 grand. I sold it nine months later after refurbing the kitchen. I lightly painted it because I couldn't afford to put a new one in. And I swapped the bedrooms around, uh, make it, made it look nice, sold it nine months later, made 40 grand. And I thought, oh my God, I've just earned more than I ever would working at the moment. And I think I was only like 20 grand a year yep. um, in my advertising job. So I was like, oh my God, that is incredible. I've just earned that in cash. Right, I'm gonna buy another place now. So I moved from that property to my next property. Mm -hmm. And I, the more I went along that road, the more I realized that property was going to transform my life. Not only did I love it, and I love interior design, I love cushions, I've loved curtains i mean who doesn't absolutely um what i realized quite quickly from a young age was that the way that you style properties would make them would make or break the sale on the first day within the first hour because you want somebody to walk in and go whoa i want to buy this dream and that's what i'm really excited about taking something old and making it look lovely you know um and so in London, I was buying, um, I, I thought, and I also don't want to pay my own mortgage. Why, why would I want to work all month? And then with that 1,400 pounds I've just earned for the whole month, spend it <laughs> on a mortgage. Why would I want to do that? What I'm going to do is I knew instantly then I was going to buy a big property and rent all my rooms out and not pay for a mortgage. And then that was going to pay me a salary and I was going to have lots of money. And essentially, I did that along with um, buying uh, smaller properties in London. And uh, I kind of made this stuff off as I went along because the whole thing about HMOs now is what I was kind of doing um, 18 years ago with the big properties. Um, and also buying smaller properties in Croydon area, making them from studios to one bedroom, one bedroom to two bedrooms, taking properties no one wanted um and making them into highly desirable flats for first-time buyers um and being really proud about the work that i did with amazing craftsmanship which is central to i think who i am um as a mother and as somebody who really cares about um the product that i sell at the end of the day so yeah that i think that's kind of a very kind of short synopsis of you know what I've been doing um, and I knew you know when the rules changed about commercial conversions back in 2013 
I was looking, I was actually looking at conversions at that point, thinking, I don't know anything about what I'm doing. And I also need a huge wad of cash to be doing this in London. So I thought, well, I'll go and concentrate my efforts on flipping, holding, renting, doing whatever I need to do to get a whole pot of money together. And then I'll give it a go. So, um, you know, I've been working towards uh, doing commercial conversions since then. Um, what did you do before you started property? Um, I've always worked in advertising agencies, um, working with global brands such as Unilever, Procter & Gamble, Reckitt Benckiser, um, and um, working on promotional kind of campaigns for them. So um, I, I did that for a long time. Um, and then I spotted a gap in the market for, um, have you ever seen those um, chocolate bars with, uh, you know, uh, open this chocolate bar and you'll see a golden ticket inside. <laughs> well, those are the kind of things that I work on. And, you know, brands, they spend millions of pounds on these through advertising. It's not something that's just th not thought about and, you know, just flashed on pack. Um, but um, brands spend a lot of money on these. And I... I was trained by a barrister to look at the um, kind of the legal side of marketing, promotional marketing campaigns, which led me to be the person who inserts the gold ticket into these Mars bars or whatever they are. Um, so I've done a lot of uh, security on these campaigns to make sure that a prizes get into packets and that consumers get to win them. And oh, I work, right, okay. And I work for essentially, I work for the consumer to make sure that somebody's winning them. Somebody's winning them, and then okay. I sign it all off at the end. So I'm an independent person who works for the consumer, but the brand has to hire me to do that. Oh, right, okay. Um, but I make, you know, so I think, you know, you always try and bring in. Uh, along with that, I work on branding campaigns as well, you know. So I think moving into property, you take all that kind of experience with you. And what's really important to me is, um, and I'm probably just jumping on, am I, about values? Oh, no. Am I? No, no. Yeah. But um, I think that, you know, where I've been looking at the integrity of brand campaigns in, in the past, now it's very important to me, the integrity of my own brand, yeah. you know, kind of, um, property developers have a hideous name and you know when I walk in a room now and say I'm a property developer everyone shrugs their shoulders and oh god not one of those are they oh my god aren't you embarrassed I'm like no I'm not embarrassed <laughs> you know what I mean but um, the, you know because I've got integrity and I bring that through into my brand now which is Urban Sister which I'm running with my sister um, and we're an honest brand we create an amazing product and I'm proud of that product, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, proud to show people and everything works and everything's beautiful and, you know, I'd be proud to have my daughter staying in my accommodation, you know, so it's really important. All those things that I've learned, I'm applying it to the brand that I've got now for property. Yeah. So um, I know we've touched on um, values and stuff, yeah. but what is your brand what is the brand and then what, how do your values fit into that brand? Yeah. So um, Urban Sister, a little bit about what Urban Sister is. We, that's me and my sister, 
we take properties in a lot of the time they're um, empty properties that aren't being used we make them into accommodation we make them into luxury accommodation and we're concentrating within the student market at the moment um, so we're making luxury accommodation that is very very secure um, for students um, and you know the brand is very important to us because it is all about integrity it's all about um, um, caring about what we do um, it's not just about the money the money is important but I want to be able to end my life one day and think god I did really well I all those students that we looked after along their journey and absolutely. made it an absolutely incredible stay for them you know it's 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 a lot more than the money it's about being proud about what you do you know and i think that stands for, that stands for our brand as well the way that it looks and feels the integrity of that brand um so yeah that's um well i think i think um where I come from, Manchester, and I know that in Manchester there's a lot of students that live in crappy accommodation yeah, yeah. for the money that they pay. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're making for the money that, for the same money you're making a better product for yeah. people to live in that you would want your children yeah. to live in and know that they're safe, secure, Absolutely. and they're living in they're not yeah. living in um, mice infested properties. No, that no. you've got to leave them there. Absolutely. And to live. Um, I like to think we go we always go one step further with our brand. So now we've hired um uh, a gentleman in Derby City who used to be in the council and he set up his own business specialising in HMOs and making sure the buildings are absolutely in line with the licensing. But we've said to him, Okay, right, we want to do the best possible job we can. So if you think of the licensing as the lowest benchmark yeah how you tell me how far we can go to make sure that we have the best sprinkler systems in that place that if fires you know how how safe can our kids be because you know not on my watch is any of that kind of stuff yeah. going to be happening so you know it's really you know by spending a little bit more money in those areas absolutely um you know I, I, we want our kids to be safe you know, and I suppose that's part of our brand as well, you know. Yeah. And we've got some really cool gadgets for them as well. So yeah. they can get everything on their phones and tablets. Oh, they can wow. open their doors. They can really? do some crazy stuff on it. Oh, you wow. Know? So it kind of links back into technology and, you know, we're going to go keyless so they don't lose their keys. They, you know, if they're going to lose their keys in the phone, yeah. But at least with a phone... <laughs> You know, it's there a nightmare, aren't they? <laughs> How many times do you leave your key, keys as a student? But you're more probably likely to keep hold of your phone, I yeah. think. So we're going to do a lot of kind of, uh, you know, opening doors with phones and that kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, watch this space. So you are literally going that extra mile. We are, yeah. And we think uh, kids will love that. Yeah, I call them kids, but they're kind of quite old now. They're like 19, 20, aren't they? <laughs> you're making us sound old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I know. I suppose I was just thinking about what my uh, my children, my stepchildren would want, you yeah. know, at university, you know. So. And as a parent, it it's a selling point, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's really nice. Um, are you where you thought you'd be at this age? Looking back, um, God, 
if I was, if you were to say at 10 years, what would I be doing now? I thought, I probably thought I'd be in a, maybe a different family situation. I wouldn't be divorced, you know, and I wouldn't have kind of a, a merged family, you know, but actually I wouldn't have had it any other way, you know, um, and I've loved my journey to date, you know, and I'm 46 now, but I've loved every moment of it. There's been some hideousness along the way, but, you know, I am, I'm 46, but I'm really, really happy and I can't ask for more than that, can I? So, um, you know, so I would, all I want to be is happy. You know? Well, you're 46, you look amazing. You've got, you've been through possibly the worst. Yeah. And you've made it. Yeah. And you've come yeah. out the other end. Yeah. So yeah. that's um, inspiring for, yeah. for me. Yeah. And for all the other women that are yeah. listening. And I must say that, I suppose, I w in terms of um, what inspires me is women, other women. They don't have to be a huge property developer or whoever. It could be someone in a shop, you know, because you can learn from everyone in this life. Yeah. And, you know, female empowerment is really, really important. Um, and... You know, there's there's a lot of males in our in property, um, but it's really lovely to see all these amazing, um, powerful. I don't mean powerful, tough, powerful women, but I mean powerful as in the way that they speak and what they speak about. Yeah. Powerful, um, and you know, you know, I'm just really privileged to be knowing uh, these women. You know, like yourself or Nicole Bremner, um, to Claire Norwood, to Lizzie Fraser, just all these amazing women on Instagram who get up and just do it. Whatever yeah. it is they want to do, they just do it. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of, um, I think I see a lot of people uh, reading their books, going on courses, drinking their champagne but not a lot of doing going on, you know. They're not doing what they want to, you know, ultimately what they want to do. Do you mean um, taking action? Taking action, yeah. You know, just do it. Just get off your ass, get down to the estate <laughs> agents, get viewing property. Even if you've got no intention of buying it, yeah. you need to crack on with your journey and test the water, put your foot in, yeah. you know. and um, Because nothing will change if you don't change anything in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, what have you done in the past that your future self today has to thank you for? What do you mean? So um, what I mean is um, at some point in your life, yeah. you might have been stuck and you thought, if I don't do this, then nothing's going <coughs> to change. Yeah, that's another good question. Um, God, you know, I... I so pretty yeah. much um, like what you just said about yeah. going out and going to view properties. I know for me, this week I have um, gone into the estate agents, yeah. um, overcome my fear last week, gone into <coughs> the estate agents this week and have booked five properties to go and view that's next week. That's incredible. I think for me, I always thought people like Progressive and the other people who do these kind of courses were a bunch of sharks <laughs> literally 
They take your money. They tell you that stuff cynic, you already you know. know. <laughs> like I was the worst cynic. And I made up all my own strategies. I didn't know they were strategies. Like did them mostly wrong. But did my own thing. I thought I was on my own. Until I decided to go on a progressive course. 19 years later. After dismissing it. And probably slagging them off for all that time. And that three day course changed my life. And... And it, I did the Glendale Commercial Conversion course, which the last one's in September. So if you are thinking of doing it, you need to get on the course if you can. Um, that uh, I would tell myself to get educated. Yeah. And don't think that if a course costs you three and a half grand or whatever it is, I can't remember how much it was. It was 1800 or 2000 I can't remember. Like, that seemed to me like a lot of money for a three-day course where somebody's just telling me stuff that I thought I already knew. Yeah. God, I didn't know any of it. Yeah, it's amazing, like, isn't it? it? It's absolutely incredible. And for me, the biggest cynic, you know, I just... I only went on it because I met a, a really amazing woman called Louisa Nation... I think she's got about 30 or 40 million in her pipeline this year. I mean, she's absolutely the most incredible sorcerer one you would ever meet and she said to me um you know you have to do this course if if you want to to progress progress in this in this way um that this is the best way for you so i thought bloody hell she's telling me that i'm gonna do it so that's what i went and did and it, and my sister came along with me and it it's changed both of our lives, you know. And I learned so much. Um, I, you know, it's just incredible. But um, <clears throat> the book is really good as well, isn't it? I've I've read the book. Yeah. So the book is basically a, a not a watered down version. It is the bare bones of what you need to do it. So yes, the book is great, and the book is the basis of the course. Nothing replaces the course. No. Because. Glenn is an amazing, inspirational man yes. who he lives and breathes. He loves it. Yeah. He's brilliant at it. And he's so humble, but he's amazing. And he's kind of, you know, um, yeah, he's fantastic. So I can vouch for that. He he, tur he totally turned my head at Masopi. Yeah. I can literally um, vouch for that. And that book is, it's like the property <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a bit naughty. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, so even by the book, it's like, what, a fiver or whatever. Yeah, it's an amazing book. Honestly, I can't um, yeah. recommend it. The course it is all about prior approval, and it's, you know, it covers a very specific part of commercial conversion, so you need to be, you need to make sure that it's right for you. Yeah. Um, but if you're interested in how to skip the planning process and to take large office buildings, etc., and just flip them straight into um, residential without the need for planning, then this is probably the course for you. Yeah. Um, what do you consider perfectly imperfect about yourself? Oh, that's a really good question. Another one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would say it's one of my... It's one of those traits that I've had my whole life and I've always wanted to try and correct it is my chaoticness. So 
I can start 10 things and not finish anything or I can there's like a whirlwind that passes behind me as I go through a room you know it's like I'm juggling 10 things and not really concentrating on anything I would say that's a really bad trait that I've had my whole life but I've really tried to kind of that with impulsiveness can lead to chaos can't it you know yeah so, but you still make things happen though yeah so I've tried to really hone that in because one thing I do is make things happen yeah and then think shit I've done it now right I've just exchanged on something you know but you made it happen yeah and I admire that quality yeah yeah so I would say that that's probably my most perfectly imperfect thing but it it makes me do the things maybe that other people won't do well, I like I like that quality. I'll tell you, I'm always first in on a property. I'm always <laughs> first in. I'm with the agent. I'm, you know, that's how I get my properties. You know, first through the door. Um, and if I want it, I'm having it. You know, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just having it. So, I get I get that from you. Um, Twenty yeah. million in JV finance in a year yeah. told me a lot. That's a it's massive. A it's a lot, yeah. Well, You're not too far behind Louisa, though, are you? I'm a long. I would say I'm a long way behind Louisa, but well, I've you're got only a few three years. months. <laughs> you're only three months into your year, though, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I think I'm on year, uh, month five now. Okay. So, um, yeah. Still time. Still time. I've got faith. <laughs> what do you know now that you didn't know before? There's lots that I know now. There's lots I knew now today that i didn't know yesterday that you lit that that Literally. has changed your life that you live by i suppose um you know i think when you're younger you're always chasing you want to be the big wig you want to be in charge of loads of people when i was 20 i was like yeah this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be in charge of loads of people i'm gonna be really important people are gonna pay me lots of money i'm gonna be <laughs> someone you know you're chasing the promotion you're chasing more money every month but you actually don't realize that that money just gets spent every month and the more important you get the more stressed you get or the more people you look after the more problems you take on you know and actually um what i realized was that i wanted to be work for myself and just worry about my own problems you know um, I don't need, uh, what's the word, I don't need validation from other people that I'm good. I don't need validation that I'm not doing the right thing, you know, because I feel powerful and strong in my own right now. Yeah. But I don't, somebody doesn't need to say to me, oh, who are you? Oh, I'm the CEO of Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, because that's a status, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't need that, you know, I don't need, you know, I don't need any of that. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So for um, young girls out there listening, <coughs> at what stage did you get to that? What age did you think, you know what, I don't need anybody else, I don't need to validate who I think it was I in am. my late 20s. Oh, right, okay. Um, it doesn't help now because obviously we've all got Instagram and I love Instagram and I use that for work all the time. Um, but there's... The images that we see, yeah, you know, of 
these people, they're not real images, are they? You know, when when you see a famous person on your screen, yeah. the way that they look and how they come across, I mean, that's all makeup, that's all retouch, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's, I, don't, I feel like I don't need that validation now. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. That's a really important thing I think youngsters will learn, you know, it's about being perfect. You know, you are never, ever going to be perfect, are you? No. You know, but it's, it's a, everyone wants it, don't they? Yeah. They yeah. want to look beautiful, <laughs> you know, they want to have the perfect Instagram kind of <laughs> pose or whatever, <laughs> which is difficult to achieve, isn't it? about retouching you know but it's like oh it you know you're never going to achieve that so give it up put that effort into getting out there you know buying property or doing whatever it is that you actually want to do yeah um and and making your life more fulfilling for you you know no one really cares about your picture do they no 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 no. although i need to get a selfie stick to um for the right positioning of yeah. how to take a picture. <laughs> um, what's the most inspiring book that you've read that's changed your life? I'd go back to the Glendale's book again. Yeah. Because that's part of a course that I would say changed my life. Yeah. I would say books. I'm not really a great book reader, to be fair. Okay. Um, I, you know, I love podcasts. And my my favourite. One of my favourite podcasts is uh, the Mike Stenhouse and Victoria Stenhouse, the podcast that they do. And actually, when I um, I got a dog a couple of years ago, which is important because I did started to walk a lot. Okay. Um, and I did it for being healthy and all the rest of it, but that meant I was walking on my own with a dog. So I list, started listening to podcasts. And oh, he right, was okay. the first person that I'd started listening to. Yeah. And I listened to his most kind of recent one. And I was obsessed, literally, within 15 minutes of listening. I was like, oh, my God. Really? I know not- I thought I knew everything about property. I actually know very little. Really? And I, start- I got obsessed by listening to every single, um, you know, pro- Inside Property Investing podcast. Every single one I listened to then in the space of, like, three months. Um, listening to it going, oh, my God, I do that. Or, no, I don't do that. Or, I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, my God, I should have done that. Or... Loads of light bulb moments. Loads of light bulb moments, all in the space of three months. Everything that I knew that I didn't know, you know, and just crazy. And then I started you know, listening to other podcasts as well. Um, and it's a really, it's a free, it's free, you know. I mean, God, it's really incredible, isn't it, that it's free. Um, and I learned so much in listening to people's journeys, no matter who they were, big wigs, small wigs, no wigs, whatever. Yeah. Amazing. Do you think that you get um, a real um, insight of a person through there because you're just talking, aren't you? So eventually you're just talking yeah. without any script. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think the people who are truly themselves are the people that I aspire to, if you see what I mean. You know, yeah. the people who I feel that are being themselves and, you know, passionate about property. You know, they're the people who inspire me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What do you eat on the go? I've never heard that question before. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, that's a good question. I 
used to eat a lot on the go um all the time you know and not but the problem i put on a lot of weight and i wasn't really paying attention to what i was eating so i'd eat a lot of calories but not actually taste any of those calories yep. so i'm really religious now that i don't eat in the car i don't eat when i'm moving and that i try and eat healthy food yeah um and save the, the the food that we love for the weekend <laughs> so eat on the move i try and eat like fruit or like a healthy sandwich or something like that but yeah do you think um do you think food has a lot to do with um how you are as a person you oh know my God, like yeah. food in, is central to my yeah. to my life um I've probably got some kind of like disorder when it comes to food because you know back in the 80s when we were kids our parents would say eat up everything on your plate absolutely um this is I a whole other, those days. this is a whole other <laughs> podcast but you're not going until you've had all that food and you've finished all of that you know you get into the mindset where I've oh, got to eat everything I I never leave anything on my plate it's a mindset isn't it <laughs> so I'm really careful with my kids now that I don't say you've got to finish up everything on your plate, you know. You don't have to finish up everything on your plate. Of course you don't, you know. Because <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> oh, God, I'm terrible, you know. And I know you are a pastry chef. Yeah. Oh, that's just my favourite. I'm terrible for pastries. <laughs> but it's the stuff that you love, isn't it? It's the food is central to... The home food food is central is central to property. Yeah. yeah, food food is we look forward to everyone looks forward to food and you know it's really important in property that you design your kitchen correctly and all the rest of it. You know because that's it that's your hub isn't it that's where everybody gathers. That's where every you know your property is designed from the kitchen these days, isn't it? Even for students, the way that we design the student apartment, yeah, everything is around the, the the facilities you know and food making and making it as easy as possible for the kids to you know cook and have loads of space have big fridges you know um and they feel confident that they can cook and do you think and when you're designing when you walk into a property yeah and you think right this is what it's going to be for do you think right okay these kids need to um they're going to cook here yeah they're going to do this here and they're going to do this here, and it has to be quite close and um so there's less mess. Do you think, I think about, it's about those space things? as well? Because yeah. if I haven't got enough cupboard space, yeah. I'm not going to buy enough food. I think, oh, I've only got a tiny bit of cupboard space, and I've got a tiny bit in the fridge. Well, I'm I'm just going to take a takeaway then because I can't fit my food in, or yeah. it's not easy to prepare. There's nowhere ever to chop something up because somebody else is always using it. Yeah. So, you know, in in our kitchens, we've now with HMO rules, you have to have like two cookers and you have to have two of everything. You know, but let's have loads of work, extra work surface. You know, let's have loads of light. Let's have a nice fancy tap so they actually feel like they want to wash yeah. up, maybe. Yeah. Let's have all your um, bleach and cleaning stuff. Let's include that all within the price. Yeah. So it's always there for them. So Absolutely. they feel they could feel like they want to. Let's make it all lovely for them so they feel proud of where they live. Yeah. And they want to keep it in a nice condition. Absolutely. You know, and they want to feed themselves the right food so that they can do their course, you know, study, etc. Mum will be pleased. Yeah. So, so do you do you think, because um, I believe 
that if you put that little bit of extra care into yeah. it, people then value the place that they live. Yep. Um, because you value um, the place that you've created, so it kind of comes yeah. through. Yeah. And with your branding as well, your um, unique selling point would be that for parents. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think that's really, really important. So um, what... What question haven't I asked that you think that I should have asked? Oh. That's a good question. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what um, question? Um, maybe what am I doing in 10 years' time? What are you doing in 10 years' time? That's a very good question. <laughs> I think it's because it's my question. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I think um, it's really important to set goals for the future. Yeah. Um, mid-term and long-term goals. Because if you haven't got a goal, a goal that you can attain, but I like goals that are a little bit bigger than what you think you can do. Yeah. Just complete diversion at the moment. I'm doing a plank challenge at the moment, and I started oh, right. off not being able to do 10-second plank. Yeah. And I'm on 90 seconds now. And Go, I girl. literally... I thought I couldn't do 10 seconds yes. and now I'm on 90 seconds and the planking challenge is only for a month and you go up to like two or three minutes. I haven't got, I don't know how far I'm going, but um, I don't look at where the next target is, you know, yeah. on my challenge, but I know that it's massive. But each day I hit the challenge, you know, yeah. it's incredible. You, yeah. you, you're my, you only think you can do 10% of the 100% you can actually do. Yeah. So... You know, it's really important to set those challenges, whether for a year, midterm, or ten years. Um, and however much I'd like to say in ten years, oh yeah, I'll be on a beach, doing nothing, enjoying my life. Actually, I would be bored because I know, as I've tried that out before. Yeah. You know, doing nothing and it's boring. So I think it's just about. Um, I think. Um, it's empowerment of females is definitely on my list of things to. There's some some other um, things I would like to do in 10 years that hopefully my property business is running as it should be. Um, and I'd like to do more education in schools about financial management because I don't think there is any in schools. Yeah. So when an 18 year old, well, you know, kids are in schools till 18 now or with apprenticeships, but actually if you ask an 18 year old, how do you get a mortgage? They don't know anything about that. If you ask Don't them, teach life skills, do they? No, they don't teach anything to do with... And I'm just talking about finance. Yeah. How interest rates work. Yeah. How the property market works. How you don't have to work for other people. You know, there's a, there's a whole set of kind of financial things in there that I... Um, I think I can do like a course on for kids, you know, at the local school or whatever it is, even if it's just an hour, yeah. you know, a year or whatever it is to tell them to um, how to run a bank account, you know, yeah. how to, um, what to do when you go and rent a property, you know, all these different kind of things, you know. I think there's other property related goals that I have that aren't linked to my own financial wealth. To give back, I think, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you do you think, um, you know, like, um, do you think property gives you a laptop lifestyle or is that just a myth? 
property is definitely a laptop lifestyle. Okay. I would say. Um, but property can be seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Yeah. You know, and I've had, you know, it can be stressful. You know, I've had all those kind of things, you know, where I've overstretched myself with something that I love to do, where yeah. I committed my money to too many places and I'm left with literally... I remember sitting in my front room with a tin of beans thinking, oh my God, you know what I mean? <laughs> I How did this happen? <laughs> you know, when the banks won't lend you any more money and you're like, oh my God, I'm actually on paper, I'm quite wealthy, but I have no money. <laughs> that kind of thing. Do you know okay. what I mean? So it can be stressful, um, but, you know, if I want to take the day off, I'll take the day off. If I want to take the week off, I'll take the week off, you know. Um, yeah. So have you learned from that, you know, um, not overstretching yourself well, financially? Well, I would like to think so, <laughs> but I think I've just done it again. <laughs> so it's um, so with the commercial conversions, mm -hmm. I've just spent quite a lot of money purchasing these two um, properties. And I think... Now we're refinancing to get development finance. Okay. Because I haven't done this through the commercial sector before, I didn't realise how long it was going to take. Right, okay. So, you know, if I'd have done it again, I would have planned it slightly differently, maybe. Okay. Um, but I think it's good to tighten in the reins, you yeah. know, when you're living on a smaller amount of money. You know, I don't need a lot of money to live on. Yeah. Um, I don't buy myself lots of things, you know, I don't need material goods, I don't need flashy clothes or whatever, you know, I'm not that type of person, but, yeah. so if I need to live on beans, then I will live on beans for a little while, you know. Yeah, well, it's certainly paid off in the past, because <laughs> yeah. um, your home is amazing, Thank it's you. absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. Thank you. And did this, and has your home come from property? Or does it come from um, marketing? Every, um, I started off with 70,000 that I inherited from my father. And um, I've made multi-millions from property. It's all come from property. Nothing is, um, everything you see has come from property. My um, business that I ran, running Brandzilla, um, just paid for mortgages. So just paid for day-to-day -day expenses, but... Everything else has come from property. Oh, amazing. <clears throat> so, if um, you said before that you're going to start your podcast. Yes. And um, I see your eyes lighting up now. Yeah. So, what will your podcast be about? Um, we're going to do it in bite-sized chunks. Um, and it's all about commercial conversions. Um, and a bit about my journey as okay. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, maybe some some of the fails, you know, some things I've done wrong. Failing forwards, I think Rob Moore likes to call it. <laughs> so um, we'll be doing a lot of that. You know, what, yeah. what things went wrong or weren't you expecting and how would you overcome them next time and yeah. ways to save you money, um, things about that. We'll do bite-sized chunks on, this is everything you need to know about VAT when purchasing mm -hmm. a building. You know, yeah. this is what you need to make sure you do to make sure you don't have to pay it. Yeah. You know, those kind of um informational chunks i think they'd be quite helpful yep. um for people so um you were talking before about being a mentor what would you be a mentor in 
um, I would I would pick to be a, um, a mentor in commercial conversion, even though I've been doing it only kind of for a relatively short time. But even though I've been in properties for 19 years. Yeah, don't discredit that. No, exactly. Um, I think that um, I've got a lot to offer in... If you're looking at a hold strategy, so you want to buy commercial property, flip it over to residential, hold it and let it out, yep. um, I would say that that is what I'm focusing all my attention on. Yep. And that's what, you know, I'd like to, I'd, I would like to be a mentor yep. within that um, field. And I'll probably start looking at that maybe next year yep. when things are quietened down a bit. Yeah, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks as Woo! well, which I'm going to get cracking <laughs> on with. <laughs> I haven't got my dress yet. <laughs> so. so you're getting married. You've got two commercial properties underway. Yes. One I seen on Instagram, and the yeah. other one you showed me on the yeah. way here. Yeah. Both you turning into student accommodation. Yes. You're getting married. So when will your honeymoon be? I'm not having a honeymoon. You're not. No, I haven't got time for the honeymoon. <laughs> Is that bad? No, not really. I Your thought, priorities are straight, are Yeah, they? I'm going to have a honeymoon next in a year's time, Okay, I think. Just when um, I want the... Uh, we got um, planning consent to change this office block into a 24-bed HMO. Yep. It's going to cash flow really high. Um, I need to give that 100% of my attention. Yep. Um, and my future husband doesn't mind about not having a... I, what am I going to do on a beach for two weeks? Do you know what I mean? Worry about your commercial I'm conversion. Gonna work, exactly. <laughs> I want to be able to not have to think about something yeah. and then I can go away, you know. So, so um, where can people find Ruth Hobbs? Um, come find me on Instagram. Look up Ruth Hobbs underscore SW12. And you will find me. Um, come and link into me. Is that no? You don't say link in. You say come and follow me. Follow me. Follow you back. <laughs> um, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Come and, and link into me. Um, but you know, I love the community on Instagram. I love all the property developers that I'm networking with on there. I love seeing what they're doing, small, big, whatever. Um, there's always nuggets of amazingness that people are posting about. HMOs, what they're doing, um, some like even d down to door knobs or like numbers or whatever. I just love seeing what everyone is creating. You know, they're creating this stuff, um, and it's mind blowing. And I I love the community there. So yeah, come in, come in and, and follow. It's a it's um, amazing because my uh, you said that people look at you when you say um, I'm a property developer. Yeah. In this um, progressive community, in all most property communities, yeah. not just progressive, um, but that is the one that I follow. Yeah. Um, the landlords are very passionate about creating amazing homes yeah. for people to live in, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and um, they're very professional as well. Yeah. And I've met builders who also tend go on the progressive. Because it's not just about being a property developer and education, it's about networking. Yeah. But you find like-minded people on there who are so professional yeah. about, you know, the things that they care about, yeah. you know, and that, you know, that's, it's, it has, the property, net, the progressive network has opened my eyes. Yeah. That's um, you know, it's changed my perception of what I thought it was. Yeah. You know, so...
but we do we do need education don't we Absolutely. I know that as soon as I can I will yeah and it's throughout your life you just need to make sure you're always educated absolutely you know and and even rob you know rob moore he's always he's educating himself all the time you yeah. know and he's the kingpin yeah. you know <laughs> nobody knows everything do they nobody's no. the expert no you just know what you know yeah so. he is um an inspiration he is he's really inspirational yeah, yeah. <laughs> And of course, Mark Homer as well. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so we love Mark. Yeah. So um, thank you very much for allowing me to come down to your amazing home and do my very, very, very first podcast. Congratulations on your first podcast. Thank and I'm you. really privileged to be part of it. Yes. So, um, yeah, I look forward to um, seeing the rest of your journey. Thanks. Lovely to meet you. You too. <laughs>